Welcome to Trail Mix, where Mary and Jody sort through life's fruits, sweets, and nuts. Mary Tomlinson and Jody Dreyer, who met when their paths crossed as Disney executives, are now advisors, speakers, and authors, and I'm excited to say podcasters. They can't wait to share life stories and experiences, insightful and practical takeaways, encouragement, and you can always count on full-out honesty and lots of laughs along the way. Ready for some Trail Mix? Let's mix it up with Mary and Jody. The voices in my head, Mary. It's the voices in my head. We're going to. You're. I. I always feel like it's a counseling session, but but we're going to talk each other down and through limiting beliefs today. Yeah, I think we all have them. Um, you know, I'll, I'll start with an easy one. Um, I'm too young, or in my case, uh, I'm too old to do X, Y, and Z. I mean, that's a limiting belief that will stop you from pursuing something. So recently, and this is kind of one of my favorite activities, when I have a limiting belief, <laughs> I go on Google and I say, famous people who were young, what did, who, who, who? And here's what popped up. Uh, Bonnie Blair began skating at two and eventually won five gold medals. Mozart taught himself to play harpsichord at the age of three. Bjorn Borg dropped out of school to concentrate on tennis at the age of 13. So there is no, I'm too young. And thankfully, there's also uh, no, I'm too old to fill in the blank. Um, Here's what I found. Colonel Sanders started Kentucky Fried Chicken at 65. Nelson Mandela was elected president of South Africa at 75. And John Glenn went to space at 77. So when I have a limiting belief, like I'm too old, or some could say, oh, I'm just too young. It's to say, no, look, people have done great things on either end of the spectrum. So don't let that limiting belief paralyze you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think about limiting beliefs too. I love that you started with that one because some of them are personal. Mm-hmm. So you sit there and you think about yourself and you think, oh, I'm too young, I'm too old. Mm-hmm. But some are about the way things work. Like mm-hmm. I have a limiting belief because it's always going to happen like this. or, And then some of it, of course, pertains to others and how we're interacting. But just to take one about um, how things work that's a limiting belief for me that I'm happy to say I've worked through because of experience. So I like that you research things, but sometimes your experiences change a limiting belief. So I think we're all, for the most part, somewhat raised or the world says to us, there's one way to do something. (laughs) And it's that whole perfection (laughs) trap. You know, you're on the quest, everything that you do. Like, I want it to be perfect. Oh, God. Like, whatever I do, and there's one way to maybe do it Mm -hmm. or to get there Mm -hmm. to make it perfect. And when I especially worked outside the United States and in other countries, either over in Europe or uh, Tokyo, when we were in Tokyo... It was interesting to me because I learned, and I was so glad I had that experience early in my career, that there wasn't one way to do something. Right, right. And oftentimes, you know, my dad used to always say, 
you know, perfection is the enemy of good. Yep. And there's times it's like, that's good. Right. So, but yet we beat ourselves up for this perfection trap right. where, and, and, and I have to figure this out and there's right. one way to do it. And I also think that's the beauty of teams too, you know, teamwork and you get other people that have mm-hmm. different, you know, um, they probably have different limiting beliefs and they have different talents. And so it isn't all up to us, right? you know, to find the perfect way or to be perfect right. or to solve everything <laughs> in one certain way. Yeah. I mean, perfection in itself can be a limiting belief. It's per- If it's perfection or nothing, then it's going to be nothing because nothing is perfect. And um, that could, yeah, that could really kind of freeze us a bit if we go, yeah, to your point. There's only one way to do it, and it has to be perfect. Well, that's kind of doomed from the start. (laughs) Right. Right, yeah. So how do you move on from that? The other thing, too, is just that notion that it's all on you. Like, this is all on me to figure it out. And I love (laughs) teens. I mean, I love teams for that very reason. Right. That we all have, you know, things we're we're better at. And Mm -hmm. and I think that comes out and it's a limiting belief. I'm not good enough in this one area Mm -hmm. or I'm not. And so I think that's where teams, we can partner with people that that have different gifts than we have. Well, I I think one real value of self-awareness is, you know, what am I naturally good at? Um, And what am I not naturally good at? When when we were at Disney, they did kind of Gallup, um, you know, type of assessments. And I loved the philosophy of figure out what you're great at and major in that and figure out what you're not good at and surround yourself with those people who are good at it instead of trying to be great at everything, which is impossible. And one of the examples they used was if you are naturally great at something, let's say you're an eight out of a 10 of some aspect or some skill. If you are an eight out of a 10 and you exert some energy toward it, you could become a nine out of a 10 or a 10 out of a 10. If you are not good at something and you're a four or a five out of 10, you exert an enormous amount of energy to get better. And you might get to a five or a six, which means all that energy and you are mediocre. Um, And it's, it's to say, don't try to be, going back to perfection, or just don't try to be great at everything because mm. you're going to wear yourself out. But know what you're not good at. And to your point, on a team, surround yourself with those people because then together the group is going to be functioning very highly, but you're not, to your point, all dependent on yourself to do it all. And beating yourself up at what you're not good at. One of my favorite, and I wish I could find the article again, because it was very impactful. A a teacher was writing about students and subjects in school, and that there's so much emphasis, which is important, especially in subjects like math that you're going to use in your whole life, that you have to learn and you know, move to the next level enough to graduate and to, you know, succeed. But 
if you take, let's say, a student that isn't good at math and you're constantly like, you're not good at this, you're not good at this, yeah. that's the limiting belief that they right. carry through. I'm right. one of those people with when it comes to math, but yet there's these other subjects that they're so talented or they're so good at mm -hmm. that we need to celebrate and encourage. And that was her point in right. this article mm -hmm. that we don't want to raise you know, students that are just putting all that emphasis, to your point, on the areas that they're not good at, because if they really focus on these areas that they're good at, they're going to solve world problems. Right. Like, they're going to go on and change the world. And I know, you know, my sister is so good at math and you know, dad was like a math guru. And I mean, she has her master's in education in math. Mm -hmm. And I was always intimidated. You know, math wasn't my thing, right. you know, and right. then and then my parents would laugh and say, you know, she's thief is the student. She's so smart. And, you know, Jody likes to talk and whatever. So <laughs> I kind of walked around like I'm stupid. And but I talk a lot, which is sort of true, but is a limiting belief yeah. and a voice that says, you know, just because math wasn't my, my gift, right. you know, does that mean you can't excel at anything? No, and you can. I mean, you know, I, in, in our household, my dad was a math teacher, um, kind of grades three, four, or five, and my son is an algebra teacher in high school. So I've come to the I've come to peace that math is not my thing um, and God just created me in a unique way and I can accept the fact but I you know I hear you on you know the, the potential that if a teacher said to us you are not good at whatever that it it imprints on our brain and it definitely becomes a limiting belief uh, one of my other limiting beliefs of my whole life, uh, very personally, is that I never finished college. And throughout my career, um, I've always kind of had this deep, dark secret that I didn't want to tell people that not only did I not finish college, but I don't have an MBA, I don't have a master's, I don't have a doctorate. I mean, it, and that can, every once in a while, it seeps in. Uh, as a limiting belief. I remember when I was at Disney and got the job in 1983, their qualifications was you either had to have a degree or you had to have like five years relevant experience. Well, thankfully, I had worked at two other theme parks and hotels in uh, Florida. So I came with those five years. So I felt like I kind of sneaked in and nobody knew. And then I just started to just focus on my work and get promoted. And I kept thinking, oh boy, you know, if they ever figure this out, I'm going to be in big trouble. But once again, my little process is so I go Google and I go Google famous people who never finished college. And listen to these names uh, Steve Jobs. Mark Zuckerberg, Tiger Woods, Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey. That's just a sampling. There's some good company. Holy cow. And so <laughs> that always just reinforced and made me feel so much better. It's like, well, dang, they're really successful um, without a college degree. So I'm just not going to, you know, pretend that this is the worst thing for me and kind of hide behind it. 
Um, so, but clearly, if I'm not careful, that has been and can be for me a limiting belief. Well, and you bring up the right point. Now you're using comparison in a great way, like add me to the list of mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey and Bill Gates. And But the comparison conundrum, especially with social media, is oh, a yeah. slippery slope yeah. because I think those probably are some of my you know, biggest limiting beliefs. I'm not as smart as this person. I'm not as pretty as everybody around me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And you go down that path and boy, all of a sudden, talk about limiting beliefs. Like you don't want to get out of bed in the morning (laughs) if you don't, you know, stop, stop that limiting belief. So I think comparison Again, when we're talking about surround yourself with people that have different gifts and different, but I think we have to be careful with comparison that it doesn't um, jump on those limiting beliefs and give more power to them than they should have. Absolutely. Because I I love this quote, um, doesn't have an author, but it says, it's not what you say out of your mouth that determines your life is what you whisper to yourself that has the most power. So if we're not careful, social media can create limiting beliefs that may or may not actually be true. I saw a visual that I just, I love as it relates to social media. And the visual was there's this beautiful apple kind of facing a mirror. So what you see in the mirror is this beautiful red perfectly shaped apple what you don't see on the other side of the apple that is not facing the mirror is that you know there's bites out of it it's rotten and there's a worm coming out mm-hmm. and we have to be careful with social media because what we're seeing is the beautiful side of the apple i mean no one's going to put up on social media most don't you know things that are really rotten about themselves um, and and then we start to compare to what we think is this beautiful apple and we don't even see the whole story. So we have to be careful in that forum that um, we don't start comparing ourselves. You know, comparison is the enemy of contentment and it can mm, eat so away true. at my own life unnecessarily and creating more limiting beliefs goodness gracious i don't need any more um that just slow me down even for even further um you know louise hay says if you accept a limiting belief then it will become a truth for you so it, it's so much about what we think about and say to ourselves self-talk research shows that unfortunately the majority of our self-talk to ourselves is negative and that can just feed a current limiting belief or can create a new one which just slows us down even further well and that whole notion that everybody's watching i mean one of the things that i think comes a little bit with age and experience and just a little more self-awareness is you realize people aren't really watching you all that much, but not in a bad way, in a good way. (laughs) You know, I mean, right. They don't care that much because to a certain extent, 
in a in good and bad, we're all a little too self-absorbed. Yeah. You know, you're so worried about what you're putting out there right. that it, you know everyone's has those same limiting beliefs and fear, really. Which, if you don't mind, I'd love to change in a little bit of a limiting belief way. One of the big ones is fear. Yeah. I've been reading about coming out of the pandemic and especially for kids and there's this fear that leads to anxiety of these worst case scenarios right. that are really, um, boy, talk about limiting beliefs. It's, right. it's making kids, you know, lose their hope and adults too. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the article I read most recent was talking about kids mm. and it just said, you know, there, there's this fear and worry about all these things and, mm-hmm. You know, yes, you know, things will happen that we obviously wouldn't plan or we're not excited about. We'll have speed bumps. We'll have huge potholes in the road. But the point is we've got to get out there. We've got to stay on the road. You know, one of my favorite Tim Keller that he uses is the only way out is through. And sometimes even in these tough times, you know, the limiting belief is just stop, right. just give yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And boy, that hurts my heart. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't want any of us to do that. Right. Yeah. I, I always think about, even for myself, when I'm just going through a really hard time, it's like a really dark, long tunnel. And I feel like what I want to do is sit down, cross my arms and just wait until I get out of the tunnel. Well, obviously, I'm not going to get out of the tunnel if I sit there. Mm -hmm. I have to get up, brush off my knees, and start to walk through the dark tunnel. And eventually, I will come out. Um, But it is, you know, it's very tempting to to stop. I, I think when there is this limiting belief that things will never get better, um, that the world is in an awful place, which it is. Um, and I get stuck thinking limiting belief. It will never get better. Uh, it always helps me to go back over my life and remember how many of these it will never get better moments I've had in my life. And I've had lots of them. I mean, I can remember one when I was 10, when I was 15, when I was 21. I mean, I can go through and in, in just re-envision what was going on in my life right now at that time and how awful I felt and how I felt it would never get better. And now I can look back and go, I kept walking. I mean, I probably sat down for a while in the tunnel and then I got up and I thought, okay, I just got to walk through it. And I did. I mean, you think about March 2020 when COVID happened. um, And if anyone had said to us, what would it be like in the fall of 2020? I don't think we could have ever envisioned that we would get through that. And a lot of really hard things have happened. And a lot of us are still walking step by step. We don't feel like we're out of it yet, hoping that we're sort of seeing the light. Um, but they're just, yeah, that Mm. limiting belief of this is as good as it's ever going to get, um, it can be just, again, paralyzing and, and it's just important for us, uh, to keep 
to just to keep going. Yeah. Well, and a couple things I always like to to really come up with solving and fixing and you know, you mentioned it a little bit about what we we don't want to feed those limiting beliefs right. and what we do and a couple things that I think help really turn those around are what we're feeding. You know, they talk about mm -hmm, you look mm -hmm. at plants and if they don't get water and if they yeah. don't get food and how we cultivate. Right. And I think sometimes we do cultivate the limiting belief versus looking in the rear view mirror right. or looking around. That's where comparison is a good thing and saying, you know, here's people that have walked through this same thing or right. that have these limiting beliefs and they've come out the other side or, and then the second piece that I think is so important is other voices that we feed into our voices. And that's why we need to be surrounded by people that encourage us mm -hmm. and that, you know, friends and family and, you know, in some cases, your team that you work with and mm -hmm. that we are celebrating, two of my favorite words, celebrating each other and encouraging one another to counteract some of those lim limiting beliefs right. that the voices that we may be on our own have a hard time turning off and right. not listening to, to have other people that are saying, well, please, that's, you know, that's not true. And then encouraging us to continue to move through. Right. And, and probably to try some things as I've coach people over the years uh, there are a lot of limiting beliefs you know um, I'm afraid to step out because I've never done it I'm not sure I can do it I'm not sure I can learn something new fear of change you know what if I take this step and fail you know what if I write a book and nobody reads it what if I post something on social media and nobody likes it I mean there's a lot of what ifs and I, I always love though to shift it from what if to even if I'm gonna try it um, right. you know Henry even Ford, if or my favorite why not yeah true I mean you gotta try you just because Henry Ford says whether you think you can or you can't you are right and and that's so true you know i and sometimes we have to and here's one other quote i love on this is from beverly sills it says you may be disappointed if you fail but you are doomed if you don't try we mm. have to overcome limiting beliefs we have to acknowledge that they're there we have to kind of you know, just understand why they got there, why we feel like we do, but we can't, to your point, just sit in it and feed it. We have to work hard to overcome it, step out, try some things. Don't and feed be the beast. No. Mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite analogies on that is if you take a white um, carnation and you, you know, you, you put it in water. Um, it's great. If you put it in blue water, that carnation's going to turn blue. So what's the water? You know, if, if you, what is the water that you are allowing your mind kind of to seep in? <laughs> because if, you, if, if we let it sit in, you know, if we wanted a white carnation, but we're putting it in blue water, it's going to turn blue. So what, what are those self-thoughts and because it will become a reality. Right. And I always read scripture, one of my go-to, you know, things that I do if I'm having some of those voices that I can't 
quite squelch in a way that I want. I'll read about how we're fearfully and wonderfully made and how there's a plan and a, you know, it, so it does help us to, um, celebrate ourselves and sort of, for lack of a better word, like get out of our own heads. You know, sometimes it's hard to get out of our own heads. Right. So there are limiting beliefs, but I will tell you one thing that I don't have a limiting belief on is trail mix. I mean, I can depend on it and <laughs> not too it, much trail mix it, ever. It just it, yeah, it just energizes me, particularly when I'm walking in that tunnel, that I have uh, my trail mix, and of course, don't forget the chocolate or the popcorn. You can find all of our Trail Mix episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. We would love you to rate and give us a review. And follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Look for Trail Mix Pod with a picture of Trail Mix. To learn more about us, check out our new website, trailmixpod.com. It was great to have you. Thanks for listening to Trail Mix, sorting through life's fruits, sweets, and nuts. Keep mixing it up. And remember, life is nuts. So don't forget the chocolate or the popcorn. Thank you.